Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. We want to thank the innovative companies and products whose support and trust make this podcast possible. Boringer Ingelheim. Through innovative solutions, cutting-edge research, and world-class experts, Boringer Ingelheim helps producers operate with complete confidence. Learn more at bi-animalhealth.com. Elanco. Get your full value from start to finish with Elanco. Essential Ag Solutions. Bringing innovative science-based solutions to livestock producers. Healthy Climate Monitor. We give you insight, and you get control. Find us at healthyclimatemonitor.com. Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. United Animal Health, scientifically better. Learn more at unitedamh.com. Welcome to this Wine Health Black Belt podcast, the latest Wine Health research digested for you. My name is Dr. Clayton Johnson, and I'm the host of the podcast. Joining me on this week's episode is Eduardo Cobo, professor of veterinary medicine at the University of Calgary, specializing in immunology and animal production. Eduardo, welcome to the podcast. Why don't you start off by giving the audience a little introduction? Yeah, hello, Clayton. I'm, my name is Eduardo Cobo, and I'm associate professor at University of Calgary. Uh, I'm from Argentina. And I did my studies in California and University of California in Davis and, and specialized in an immunology, but applied to animal production with a special emphasis in, in pigs as well as cattle. Well, Eduardo, as I understand it, you have been doing some research on gut health um, and in particular, uh, antibiotic alternatives to gut health challenges. You want to tell the audience a little bit about that area and, and what sort of work you've been doing? Yeah, so we try to embrace like a sort of medicine, basic science uh, applied to animal production and I'm focusing on gut health in pigs. So uh, as you, uh, the audience know, uh, the areas in pork, in pig production, mostly post-weaning, is probably one of the most critical challenges. So you have the areas for different reasons. Some are metabolics, uh, nutritionals, some other are infectious, and, and then you have different bacteria like a Lausonia, Rachispira, and, and all of them has in common that the urea and that uh, inflammation in the colon. So the idea is to, meanwhile, many people focus on antibiotics or therapeutics, try to focus on the gut and how the gut, how your gut, or in that case, the pig gut, response to those bacteria. Uh, mostly the focus is, uh, as you know, some of those bacteria has developed re resistance to antibiotics over the time. Uh, Rachispira is a good example. In the last uh, few years, has to be more, more and more resistant. Uh, so there is a clear understanding for the society that we need to look for alternatives for antibiotics. So we try to focus on the host, on how the, the gut is responding to those infections. Eduardo, I know you've um, built a disease model about Brachyspira, as you mentioned. You might talk to us about, you know, why Brachyspira is the disease model. How does that help um, us better understand gut health? Yeah, so Brachyspira is a, is a good model. It's a model, uh, first of all, because it's prevalent. It's prevalent in Canada. It's prevalent in uh, all the countries around the world that work intensively in pork production. And uh, it has a particular angle so affect the colon mostly, and they produce a, what we call a bloody diarrhea. So it's a clearly manifested colitis. So the pigs 
develop diarrhea, diarrhea with blood, uh, and eventually they can have a high mortality up to 30, 30%. And the other aspect is like I mentioned, is a bacteria particularly uh, resistant to antibiotics. So we try to focus our energy to understand the gut uh, and the mucin barrier in these particular diseases. Try to understand uh, as your gut know how to respond to that to one bacteria, and we can manipulate that response to that bacteria. Can apply for other bacteria as well. Now, talk to us a little bit about the immunology of the gut, Eduardo. Um, you mentioned the mucin layer, but are there other things there we can measure to tell whether we have disease? And then, if we put an intervention in place, is it making the disease better or not? Yeah, so one of the focuses, as mentioned, the, the mucin barrier. So very briefly, the mucin barrier is like a coat of mucus that you have in the gut. And all the bacteria need to uh, malfunction. They need to disturb that mucin barrier in order to invade. Uh, and brachyspira is a good example. So you see the mucin barrier is totally destroyed during brachyspira. So that is good. It's bad, but it's good because we can assess different antibiotics or different immunomodulators to see how the mucin barrier is preserved during infection. So something that we are working right now at the University of Calgary is to, okay, we have pigs that are under that infection, brachyspira, and we test different compounds just by measuring the mucin barrier and others and microbial peptides that are producing in the gut during infection. And you know, for the industry, there are uh, a lot of different compounds that are supposed to be gut promoters. So the industry has produced a ton of different prebiotics, probiotics, uh, immunomodulators, peptides that are supposed to promote gut health. But how and what is, what is better than others? How you compare if one probiotic is better than antibiotics? or So the, we lack that standardization. And I think that our model can say, okay, we have different alternatives to antibiotics, pre-probiotics, immunomodulators, diet. Okay, let's put in the on the game and see who is better by preserving the mucin layer. That mucin layer sounds very important. Are, are bacteria able to break through that mucin layer if they really want to? Or is it possible that we could promote the mucin layer in the pig? You know, you mentioned some sort uh, of stimulant, yeah. right? But the mucin has to be produced by the gut, I assume. Can yeah. we get the pig's gut to produce so much of mucin that the bacteria and viruses can't invade? Or no, they'll always be able to get through it. You hit the button. You hit the button. Actually, that's the, what we understand that is the point of inflection. So the mucin barrier is our first protection. So bacteria must overcome that first protection. So, And there is a balance because sometimes they use the mucin like a source of food, uh, and eventually they can degrade and reach the, the epithelium or they reach the gut. But our body also can sustain that mucin barriers. And more interesting, the microbiota, some microbiota can stimulate the mucin barrier. So the idea is to try to find things that can maintain, they can sustain our mucin barrier like a first defense. So if we can get something like that, we will not only protecting against brachyspira, we will be protecting against any other noxus that can attack the gut. So uh, how we can manipulate the, the mucin barrier is the point. So pre um, 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 probiotics, we know they are good, but we don't understand very well why they are good. So 
probably they are good because they are having an effect in the mucin barrier, probably by modulating the microbiota. Why not? So that's one of our goals. The other goal, we are studying antimicrobial peptides, has a difficult names, but let's call one of those as catholicidin. But those antimicrobial peptides are supposed to kill the bacteria, and that's it. But however, in our lab, we have found that that peptide can also stimulate the cells, those cells that produce the mucin. So that will be another angle that we can have therapeutics to promote a healthy mucin barrier. So is that concept like a health, gut health, but in a more clear pathway and a more advanced understanding? The mucin barrier, is that something the bacteria can build resistance to with time? I mean, can if we make the mucin barrier better, does the bacteria get better to combat that or we still don't know yet? Uh, we don't know. Uh, bacteria are smarter than us. So bacteria has been in this earth many, uh, much time before than us. So it's likely that eventually bacteria, some bacteria are going to find a way to go to the through that new mucin barrier. But most of the time, when you have a, a good established mucin barrier, uh, it's the, probably the most effective way so that the bacteria, they don't find a niche to establish colonization. So uh, it's very well known that if you have a, a problem in the mucin barrier, uh, then you have more susceptibility to the infection. So it's clearly one of those things that are innately in our body and we try to sustain in order to protect us. As you've studied these various gut diseases, Eduardo, you know, we've talked about brachyspira, but there's many others. Have you found one particular disease that is really damaging to the mucin barrier more so than others? Yeah. So, I mean, it's the idea that some microbiota can produce components that help the microbiota to be well established. So sometimes when you have a, a, a no good a microbiota, you don't have that good stimulus. So, for example, if you work with a chern-free mice or even nocbiotic pigs, pigs that has a no good microbiota, then those uh, guys, those pigs, they may not have a good mucin barrier. On the other side, uh, brachyspira is a good example. So if you see the colon or the gut of a pig that has brachyspira, you can see that the mucin barrier is totally nowhere. Uh, so the goblet cells, the, the cells that produce that mucin, try to expel all the mucin that they have, but suddenly they become empty. So you, you don't have that mucin barrier and the brachyspira go into, but moreover, other bacteria, now they use that uh, hole to get into, no? And that bacteria, for example, enterocolibacillosis, salmonellosis, all those bacteria, or they even have an impact on the mucin barrier, or they make it even take advantage for a kind of dysbiosis that you may have. And it sounds like that's definitely the case with gut health. If you can prevent the disruption in the first place, you don't need things like antibiotics to take care of the disease. Yeah, yeah, that, and actually it's the goal. So yeah, I think that everyone in the in the pork production understand that we need to work in alternatives to antibiotics, not necessarily to replace. Uh, but to reduce and also to kind of different kind of combination. So we think that if you have, for example, probiotics or diet that can sustain gut health, then, okay, they can help the antibiotics to, to play a role when they need it, but also it's the idea to promote gut health in advance uh, from the nursery so you at, at the post-weaning you don't need to deal with that kind of uh, infectious diseases that you may have. Fantastic summary, Eduardo. Yeah, I know, Clayton. Thanks for this opportunity. And the idea is to uh, 
have contact with people that work in the industry or even farmers that are interested in to know, okay, how my product or how my strategies play a role in the gut, if they are making good or bad to the gut. So I think that we, we are aiming to collaborate with these kind of people and, and work together to understand more about how they big defend themselves against uh, infectious uh, during mostly for the post-winning diarrheas. At Essential Ag, pork production is our life. We understand the real-world challenges producers face, and that is why we strive to bring research-driven solutions to the industry. The team at Essential Ag is working hard every day to find and deliver innovative technologies to you because we are passionate about solving your problems. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Eduardo, and to our audience. Thanks for listening to the Swine Health Black Belt podcast. Please check out our website at swinehealthblackbelt.com and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on our next episode. For Eduardo Cobo, I'm Clayton Johnson. Thanks for joining us and have a great rest of your week. Hey, everybody. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health-related research trial and would like to come on the show and talk about it, share it with us, please feel free to email the research to hello at wisenetics.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at W-I-S-E-N-E-T-I-X dot com.